Hello and welcome to the Daily Catholic Catechism Podcast. My name is Dan and it's a pleasure to have you here. Today is November 25th and we will be reading paragraphs 2574 through 2581 today. And it is the feast of St. Catherine of Alexandria. And uh, we are talking about prayer. And uh, right now we're in Article 1, Prayer in the Old Testament. Today we'll talk about Moses, David, and then we'll start the section on Elijah and his prayer. And we begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Moses and the Prayer of the Mediator. Once the promise begins to be fulfilled, Passover, the Exodus, the gift of the law, and the ratification of the covenant, the prayer of Moses becomes the most striking example of intercessory prayer which will be fulfilled in the one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. Here again the initiative is God's. From the midst of the burning bush he calls Moses. This event will remain one of the primordial images of prayer in the spiritual tradition of Jews and Christians alike. When the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob calls Moses to be his servant, it is because he is the living God who wants men to live. God reveals himself in order to save them, though he does not do this alone or despite them. He calls Moses to be his messenger, an associate in his compassion, his work of salvation. There is something of a divine plea in this mission, and only after long debate does Moses attune his own will to that of the Savior God. But in the dialogue in which God confides in him, Moses also learns how to pray. He balks, he makes excuses, above all questions, and it is in response to his question that the Lord confides his ineffable name, which will be revealed through his mighty deeds. Thus the Lord used to speak to Moses face to face, as a man speaks, speaks to his friend. Moses' prayer is characteristic of contemplative prayer by which God's servant remains faithful to his mission. Moses converses with God often and at length, climbing the mountain to hear and entreat him, and coming down to the people to repeat the words of his God for their guidance. Moses is entrusted with all my house. With him I speak face to face, clearly, not in riddles. For Moses was very humble, more so than anyone else on the face of the earth. From this intimacy with the faithful God, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, Moses drew strength and determination for his intercession. He does not pray for himself, but for people whom God made his own. Moses already intercedes for them during the battle with the Amalekites and prays to obtain healing for Miriam. But it is chiefly after their apostasy that Moses stands in the breach before God in order to save the people. The arguments of his prayer for intercession is also a mysterious battle, will inspire the boldness of the great intercessors among the Jewish people and in the church. God is love. He is therefore righteous and faithful. He cannot contradict himself. He must remember his marvelous deeds since his glory is at stake and he cannot forsake his, this people that bears his name. 
David and the Prayer of the King. The prayer of the people of God flourishes in the shadow of God's dwelling place, first the Ark of the Covenant and later the Temple. At first the leaders of the people, the shepherds and the prophets, teach them to pray. The infant Samuel must have learned from his mother Hannah how to stand before the Lord, and how and from the priest Eli how to listen to this to his word. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Later, he will also know the cost and consequence of intercession. Moreover, as for me, far be it from me that I should sin against the Lord by ceasing to pray for you, and I will instruct you in the good and right way. David is par excellence the king after God's own heart, the shepherd who prays for his people and prays in their name. His submission to the will of God, his praise, and his repentance will be a model for the prayer of the people. His prayer, the prayer of God's anointed, is a faithful adherence to the divine promise and expresses a loving and joyful trust in God, the only King and Lord. In the Psalms, David, inspired by the Holy Spirit, is the first prophet of Jewish and Christian prayer. The prayer of Christ, the true Messiah and son of David, will reveal and fulfill the meaning of this prayer. The Temple of Jerusalem, the house of prayer that David wanted to build, to build will be the work of his son Solomon. The prayer at the dedication of the temple relies on God's promise and covenant, on the active presence of his name among his people, recalling his mighty deeds at the Exodus. The king lifts his hands toward heaven and begs the Lord on his own behalf, on behalf of the entire people and of the generations yet to come, for the forgiveness of their sins and for their daily needs, so that the nations may know that he is the only God, and that the heart of his people may belong wholly and entirely to him. Elijah, the prophets, and conversion of heart. For the people of God, the temple was to be the place of their education and prayer, pilgrimages, feasts, and sacrifices, the evening offering, the incense, and the bread of the presence, shoe bread, all these signs of the holiness of and glory of God, most high and most near, were appeals to and ways of prayer. But ritualism often encouraged an excessively external worship. The people needed education in faith and conversion of heart. This was the mission of the prophets, both before and after the exile. Thus ends our reading today from the Catechism of the Catholic Church. The website is dailycatholiccatechism.com, and you can email me at dailycatholiccatechism at gmail.com. God bless you all, and may these teachings handed down by the Apostles of Christ strengthen your faith and lead you to everlasting life. Amen.